In a world where uncertainty reigns supreme, where shadows of chaos dance at every turn, one truth emerges unyielding. Preparation is not a luxury, but a lifeline. Behold the Wellness Company, a beacon of readiness amidst the tempestuous seas of fate. Envision a sanctuary of tranquility, where the tumult of unforeseen medical crises finds no purchase. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit stands as a bastion of assurance, a fortress of resilience against the unseen foes of health. Within its sacred confines lie the tools of salvation. Ivermectin, to ward off the insidious whispers of disease. Emergency antibiotics, to quell the raging storms of infection. Antivirals, to vanquish the relentless tides of contagion and more. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is not merely a collection of supplies. It is the embodiment of preparedness itself. Crafted by the hands of esteemed healers led by luminaries such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, this kit stands as the pinnacle of safety, the zenith of prevention. These truth-seeking doctors have forged a testament to vigilance, a testament to the unwavering pursuit of well-being. Embrace the certainty that comes from being armed against adversity. Embrace the Wellness Company, for in its embrace lies the promise of resilience, the promise of a brighter tomorrow amidst the chaos of today. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health forward slash strange planet and use promo code strange planet for an exclusive 10% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, Mystery Babylon and the American Deep State. They are the unseen rulers of this ruined age. They are under the direct control of Satan, and they've dominated the government of our nation for the better part of the last hundred years through their secret societies, in which America is Mystery Babylon. The discovery of carbon-60 is likely to be the most amazing chemistry discovery of the late 20th century. And my friends at C60Evo.com are the world's number one manufacturer of C60. The safe, consumable form of pure C60 is called ESS60. And the mighty Aphrodite and I take a tablespoon every morning. ESS60 is the C60 formulation used in the famous 2012 original Paris study that showed ESS60 doubled the lifespan of rats. ESS60 from C60Evo.com is raw C60 that's been produced, certified, and guaranteed for safe human consumption. ESS60 from C60Evo.com is a powerful molecule that acts as a nano-antioxidant to attract, stabilize, and neutralize 
free radicals. It's also known to have 172 times the antioxidant power of vitamin C, 172 times, which may be why people are feeling healthier on C60. All I know is the mighty Aphrodite and I are sleeping great and we're both pain-free. To get your bottle of ESS60, go to the episode notes for this podcast and click on the c60evo.com link. Use the code RS1SPEC to get 5% off. RS1SPEC and get 5% off. It's time to start taking responsibility for your health. Time to support your immune system. Join the mighty Aphrodite and I. If you want more energy, mental clarity, and a great night's sleep, ESS60 from C60Evo.com. Again, go to the episode notes and click on the C60Evo.com link and use the promo code RS1SPEC to get 5% off. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday. Best-selling author, public speaker, Benjamin Baruch is standing by to discuss how COVID-19 is connected to biblical prophecy and the deep state. Just a reminder that for just $1.99 per month, you can become a Conspiracy Unlimited Plus member and gain access to two exclusive commercial-free episodes per month, plus my extensive back catalog of episodes. Just go to ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com and click on Get Access to Premium Episodes. Just $1.99 per month. My website, strangeplanet.ca, is undergoing a complete redesign, and it'll launch in the next couple of weeks, and I think you'll find it so much easier to navigate. It looks great. While you're there at strangeplanet.ca, register for my free monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum. And one final note, my next Coast to Coast AM appearances are Saturday, May the 9th, and Sunday, May 10th. Saturday, May 9th, Sunday, May 10th. Go to coasttocoastam.com for more information. In his article, The Last Days of Babylon, Benjamin Baruch writes, the biblical prophet Jeremiah prophesied that the nations would serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. And when the 70 years were completed, God would judge the king of Babylon and that nation. In perfect fulfillment, ancient Babylon was conquered by Cyrus, king of the Medes and Persians in a single night. A similar 70-year reign of end-time Babylon is also revealed in Jeremiah 25.12, which describes both the judgment of ancient Babylon and its king, followed by a judgment upon the land of the Chaldeans, a name which references the satanic elite or deep state that would one day rule the end-time superpower described in scripture as Mystery Babylon the Great. Who were the Chaldeans? What is Mystery Babylon? And what does the current coronavirus pandemic have to do with all of this? Benjamin Baruch is a professional financial advisor, author, and public speaker. 
He's also a chartered financial analyst and a certified public accountant and acts as a financial advisor to some of the largest privately held real estate companies in America. His academic background includes studies in international finance and economics at UCLA and graduate studies at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem in the history and psychology of the Middle East conflict. Benjamin is the author of the best-selling book, The Day of the Lord is at Hand, which includes insight in today's major headlines, such as growing wars in the Middle East. He's recently released his second book, a seven-volume series entitled Search the Scriptures. Volume one is Out of the Darkness, and he recently published a book with J.R. Nyquist entitled The New Tactics of Global War about Russia's plan to destroy the United States in World War III. Benjamin Baruch, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Thanks. Great to be here. Glad we finally got a chance to get together. It's worth the wait. You talk a lot about the season of early birth pains and the birth pain of the kingdom, and we'll get into the kingdom and so forth, but what do you mean by the season of the early birth pains? Well, that's the period of time when the events of the world begin to uh, experience trauma. Historical events become events of trauma, and we've been in this birth pains at this point really for a generation. I mean, you know, the birth pains began in the, in the 60s, if you will, with, you know, the, the, uh, the destabilization of our culture, with the, the 60s rebellion, the drug culture, you know, the abandonment of all uh, social morals, you know, culminating in Woodstock and a man on the moon. And we went through the 70s trying to recover, and, and the American economy began to unravel. And we began to lose key industries. And, you know, Reagan promised us a, a, a new morning in, in America, but really all we did is, is uh, re-leverage America, and a bunch of corporate raiders stole the pension money of most of the middle class. And then Bill Clinton came in, and he promised a, a renaissance and a return to, to the democratic uh, policies that would benefit the working man. And then he signed the NAFTA treaty, promising... I should say, lying blatantly that opening our borders to unfettered competition could somehow create good jobs in America. I know Ross Perot actually told the truth. You're going to hear a giant sucking sound as millions of jobs were sucked right out of the country, and, and the global corporations moved huge swatches of our manufacturing capability overseas. And, all, and that process continued um, into the new century, and and on George Bush, and of course, you know, then we had 9-11, you know, a couple guys in a cave with a cell phone declared war, jihad on America, and, you know, we had to surrender our freedoms, we had to surrender our privacy, we had to enact the most totalitarian police powers ever visited on the American people, because, Richard, there's two guys in a cave, and they have a cell phone. Right, and it's... And so America went off on, you know... Um, a 10 to 20 year military campaign chasing the boogeyman around the cave. And, and we are still engaged in war in Afghanistan, and we still have forces and mercenary forces in Iraq. And we have pivoted the entire U.S. military from hunting a, you know, a foe that is a peer adversary to basically downsizing the capabilities of our forces so that they could be swift and move lightly and chase the boogeyman around the caves. And now we're finding ourselves 
being confronted by peer adversaries that are armed to the teeth. And what do we have? Uh, three carrier battle groups that are now in sick bay. Uh, we were smart enough to fly all our B-52s back from Guam last week uh, to get them out of the range of a uh, first strike by Chinese missiles. And, you know, here we are. I mean, how do, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Right. Only this time we're on the losing part of the game. With 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 the the birthing much, no no but it, with the birthing process as you describe you know the labor pains increase the frequency increases uh, the the pain becomes uh, more intense and and I mean the historical events that we're living through uh, it's almost dizzying the pace it's quick it's it's like a quickening it's it's speeding up and now you and I off the air we're talking oh, about the reported death of uh, Kim Jong Un. In, uh, in North Korea, we have coronavirus. We have every day, for the last three years, really, every day there's been something else coming down the pipe. So are we at what you call the, the tipping point, the time of the great shaking right now? We are absolutely in the time of the great shaking. And, you know, I've been uh, teaching on this subject uh, for the better part of 20, actually 23 years, uh, having... <laughs> Actually, I studied the deep state and its its conspiratorial operations against the people of the West, and in particular the American people, going all the way back to 1971. And I discovered that there was a uh, a shadow government pulling the strings behind our political parties, and you know part of that information came through the fathers of some of my friends. I. I grew up in a very wealthy neighborhood in Southern California known as Corona Del Mar, and it's, it's the upper-class neighborhood, the suburb of Newport Beach and Laguna Beach. And, you know, these are, this is probably the wealthiest addresses in America. Maybe Bel Air and Malibu would rival. But in any event, my friends' fathers were very high-level people, and, and they would tell us about the powers that be and the fact that there were men in the background who had the ability to make or break careers. And, you know, I mean, that was sort of a revelation to me uh, when I was just in high school, and somebody handed me a book, None Dare Call It Conspiracy. And as I read that book, I began to realize, you know, the, the reports are true. There are secret societies. They're organized in secret for a reason. President Kennedy warned us that we are surrounded by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. And he was determined to confront it, expose it, and take it down. And instead, they blew his head off in plain sight and then covered up the crime. You know, I mean, this organization is powerful enough to kill an American president in broad daylight and get away with it. So, And, and so, you know, that was 1963. Well, I, I continued my studies, Richard, and I've spent um, 49 years devoting the vast amount of my pro educational and professional career uh, I, I studied international finance as an undergrad, seeking to understand how the deep state had organized itself and how it had controlled or influenced not only history, but the economic cycles and all the major events of the post-Renaissance era. So I went all the way back and, and researched really for the, from the 1500s, which is really the point where decent records began to be collected. And... and you know, I had, um, I had a lot of help with people that were on the inside or had 
access to the inside information. Back in the 1970s, there was not a lot of information available on the deep state, but it would leak out from time to time. There was a best-selling book that appeared in, I think, 1972. It was entitled The Rich and the Super Rich, and I remember when it came out, I picked it up in the bookstore. I flipped open to the very first page, and I started reading, and in the very first paragraph, it basically said there are three groups of people in the world. First, there's the common man, and the common people know nothing about the existence of two other groups. And then, second, there's a group of people who are believers in the true God of heaven, who are ordained unto salvation, and they're all going to heaven. They're known as the elect. Then, finally, there's a third group in the world, and they're appropriately described as the damned. And they are the servants of Lucifer, of Satan. And they, in their service to their satanic deity, they've been able to acquire massive wealth and massive power through murder, theft, deception, and the manipulation of, of political governments, of economic cycles. I mean, when you own the Federal Reserve, you know, you've got an advantage in investing in the stock market. When you know that the Fed is about to squeeze the liquidity of the system, which is what they did the day before the crash in 29, uh, you know to be already out of the market. So anyway, uh, I figured out there was a deep state out there. I've been studying it for, as I mentioned, 49 years. And I'd say about two years ago I began to realize, you know, this deep state is the mystery part of Mystery Babylon. And all of the events that are now occurring in the world are revealed in Bible prophecy including the events surrounding the soon um, demise of the late great United States, which in biblical revelation is known as Mystery Babylon. Or to be more precise, it is the daughter of Babylon. And it's not the final seventh world government. It's merely the daughter of the final king of Babylon. And it's the reigning superpower at the end of the age, which is destroyed before the one world government of the Antichrist comes to power. And the prophecies regarding Babylon, they're really, it's fascinating, Richard. Bible prophecy always repeats itself. You know, when God speaks, he speaks twice. And, and so the prophecies regarding the fall of Babylon um, were in the book of Jeremiah, in which he revealed that ancient Babylon would rule the earth for 70 years and then it would be destroyed. And in referencing Jeremiah 25, verse 12 right now, and he also references that the land of the Chaldeans would also rule for 70 years, and it too would be destroyed, but it would not be destroyed in the same manner. In the fall of ancient Babylon, the media Persian army crept in under the cover of darkness, they had dammed up the river, they literally came in under the wall for where the riverbed brought the river inside the great city, killed the royal family and some of the political leadership, and in the morning it was over, nobody heard a sound, people woke up and they were under a new government, and the king of the media Persian Empire was, was a guy named Cyrus, and he immediately guaranteed the property rights and the personal freedoms of the Babylonian citizens, and also ordered the freedom of the slaves, and told everybody, go back to work, you're fine, you're just going to pay your taxes to one media Persia Boulevard. 
And the people <laughs> of Babylon said, oh, all right, we're good. And, and that was the end of that. Set the Jews back to Jerusalem? To Set the Pardon? Jews back to Jerusalem? Help them rebuild the city? That was Artaxerxes, who, ah. you know, the sequence of kings over Media, Persia, that ruled Babylon, first was Cyrus, second uh, Darius, and then the third king was Artaxerxes. Each of them gave an edict authorizing the return to Israel, but it was Artaxerxes who actually commissioned Nehemiah with the financial resources and the, and the specific uh, letters and commandments to authorize him to go back. That edict was issued in the year 444 B.C., which was 62 weeks prior to the birth of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. So Jeremiah's... Jeremiah is, is prophesying the that Babylon will rule for 70 years, and how yes. accurate was he? Uh, spot on. I mean, you could um, you could argue that, you know, there was also a prophecy that Israel would go into captivity for 70 years, the same seven-year period, but Nebuchadnezzar actually conquered Israel over a, a period of a couple years. So, you know, you naysayers could say, well, you know, it wasn't exactly that for every single person. Well, you know, these prophecies are not anal. They're more metaphorical. So, you know, yes, 70 years is pretty much precisely the time period, but that isn't the exact window for each single person that was carried away into the captivity. Um, but here's the fascinating thing, Richard. The scriptures talk about Mystery Babylon, and then they also reference the land of the Chaldeans. And the vast majority of the commentators and the, and the students of these things have always assumed the land of the Chaldeans was simply another name for the nation-state or the empire of Babylon. Because they're always found together. Mystery Babylon, the land of the Chaldeans. Well, I began doing some research, you know, who exactly are these Chaldeans, and how do they relate to Babylon? It's quite fascinating. The Chaldeans, first of all, were a separate country. It was an entirely separate culture, separate language, and the word means professional sorcerer. So the Chaldeans were basically a country to the south of Babylon who were ruled by a political class who were essentially the deep state that ultimately conquered Babylon. And when they did, in around the year 609 B.C., at that point Satan lifted Babylon up as a world empire. Nebuchadnezzar became, uh, I believe, the second Chaldean king, and Babylon became a world empire and literally ruled for 70 years. But here the prophecy also talks about the land of the Chaldeans would rule for 70 years, and then it would be judged in a complete desolation. And in Jeremiah 25, 12, following the judgment of the land of the Chaldeans, every prophecy in the balance of that chapter deals with events at the end of the age and is the exact opposite of what happened in the fall of ancient Babylon. So, you know, who are these Chaldeans? They're the secret societies. Right. They're the mystery part of Mystery Babylon. Because the Chaldeans, uh, it, it, it wasn't contemporaneous with with the Babylonians. The Chaldeans didn't meet that fate back, you know, in biblical times. So it couldn't have been right. talking about that time. He, Jeremiah right. was prophesying a future events with the Chaldeans, right? Well, in yes, in Jeremiah 25, in speaking of the judgment on the land of the Chaldeans, he says, I'm going to... God says, I am going to bring every judgment that Jeremiah prophesied against every nation against the land of the Chaldeans. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah chapters 50 and 51, which deal expressly with America, in which the cities will burn like Sodom and Gomorrah. I already told you when, when Cyrus conquered ancient Babylon, 
nothing burned. There were no great sounds. And Jeremiah 5051 deals with the end-time superpower that rules over the earth. Well, we all know who that is. It's the United States of America. It's described as the hindermost nation in Jeremiah 50, and that word hindermost, the old English word, the Hebrew in that text is the word akaraith, and it literally means the last and final superpower. That word also translates in one other place in Scripture as in the West. <laughs> That's so pretty when precise. We know from the book of Daniel that the end time of uh, daughter Babylon is pictured as an eagle. So, you know, the prophetic revelation basically says, you know, at some point near the end of the age, the, the this great superpower would arise. It would be the last superpower before the rise of the Antichrist kingdom, and it would be pictured as an eagle. It would be a nation of immigrants. And, oh, ancient Babylon had no wall across the southern border. The enemies just walked right in. And, of course, you know, in spite of Trump's promises to build a wall, that wall ain't getting built. And our enemies have literally come among us for a generation. They, you know, when we look back at, at what point did America become the de facto leader of the free world? Well, clearly it's the post-World War II era. Prior to World War II, we were an isolationist country. We really wanted to mind our own business. And the Chaldean deep state began to acquire power, assumed control of our media, and with it, control of our political parties, and all of the institutions of global government. Um, that are in existence today were created in the time period in World War II. I mean, it is absolutely incredible. Um, I'll just go, you know, key events from uh, just the 1948-49 period. The NATO treaty was signed on April 4th, 49, where America was officially crowned the leader of the free world. And at that point, the world hoped the new American century would bring peace and prosperity. Yet behind the closed doors of the Chaldean secret society, the, the sorcerers had, who had already seized power in a silent coup decided they would consolidate their rule through the creation of a shadow government within America's political institutions, through which they would direct global policies, essentially being controlled by a satanic elite. Let's talk about and some other things, Benjamin, that, yeah. that happened in 49. The, the, for, the communist China uh, comes, uh, comes into being. Um, yeah, I was going to go down the list. I mean, the, the, it's astonishing. When you look at 1947, 48, and 49, at the major historical events, uh, they're incredible. In 1949, the Council of Europe was created for the purposes of developing a framework to unite Europe, while on the same day the Soviet Union tested its first atomic bomb and the Cold War began. The Federal Republic of Germany was founded in May, while in September, America had its first mass shooting. In, on a, in October, Mao Zedong declared the creation of the People's Republic of China after the, a four-year civil war. And on December 13th, the Knesset voted to move the capital of Israel to Jerusalem. Suddenly, all of the end-time actors present together on the world stage. And in order to build an empire quickly, you need a new enemy. And so Russia was lifted up as a nuclear power. And in 1950, uh, not only did a new Cold War begin... But a hot war began as China and North Korea attacked South Korea. At the same time, Russia detonated their first hydrogen bomb, and, and, and a defense intelligence committee did a detailed assessment and, and came back with the recommendation that America must run record deficits in order to fight the Cold War against Russia and the now hot war on the Korean Peninsula. And so, you know, it's, it's my 
uh, contention that 1949 was the ceremony in which America became, in effect, the, the leading nation of the world. But under the tradition of the Chaldean kings, they don't count their year of ascension, the year in which they acquire power, as part of the year of their rule. They only count complete years, and their calendar starts with the day of spring. So spring 1950 would be the first full year of the Chaldean rule. So that's that where you set the, the countdown clock of 70 years, starts yes. at 1950. Yes. All right. Exactly. So, and we hit the 70th year, Richard. Just let me make yeah. this one point. We entered the 70th year of the reign of the Chaldean state on March 19, 2020, and the Chaldean calendar includes a three-day ceremony known as Burning Man, where they literally uh, burn yes. human sacrifices. And it was during those three days the world went in lockdown. Now, a couple nations locked down on the 24th or the 25th. The vast majority of all the nations of the earth were locked down, and they began to burn the men with the stress of the, of the lockdown and the loss of employment. And, you know, the deep state is now destroying the global economy, and they're not going to stop. This is the takeover, basically, of, uh, of economic power, and ultimately to, in order to change political power and to move the earth towards the new world order. So let me just ask you something about prophecy, because often it's, it can be inscrutable in terms of the timing. You know, it's not for us to know. It's uh, you can look for the you know the signs of the times, or look to the the sky and the moon and the sun and so forth. But it can be very inscrutable. But this one, it's it's really we're able to discern this prophecy, right? We, well, the scripture is very clear that the prophecies would be sealed until the time of the end, and then it would be revealed. And that at the time of the end, men of insight would come forward who would suddenly unveil the whole thing with incredible detail, and, and then the end would come. And so that's where we are. And, um, you know, just to be clear, uh, I'm one of the men of insight, and I have a megaton of truth. I have a thousand hours of teaching on YouTube. I've published six books. I'm, about, I'm working on my seventh, which will basically deal with all of these issues, addressing the Chaldean takeover of our country and... Um, Ultimately, World War III, which is in our near-term future, and then the rise of the Antichrist kingdom that will follow. So l let's just talk about a few things, a few interesting markers since 1950, which is when we set the, the uh, countdown clock, because then begins yeah. the 70-year reign, reign of the daughter of Babylon. So 50 uh, year, uh, sorry, 1950, 13 years later, we have the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Uh, the number 13... Uh, obviously, there's some significance there. They, you know, they didn't they didn't pick that number or that date out of the out of a hat. Well, not only did they not pick, I mean, they picked the year '63 because 13 represents rebellion. Check this out, Richard. They picked the day of November 22nd precisely because if you draw a circle and at the top of the circle you put the first day of spring, the equinox. 321, 322, whatever, 320, whatever it is. And at the bottom of the circle, you put the first day of fall, the equinox in September, okay? And then you put a date representing the atomic test in White Sands, New Mexico, which occurred on the 33rd degree parallel on July 16th in 1945. And that was the day that man first destroyed 
creation with the detonation of an atomic bomb, and all the deep state elite were there to witness the White Sands experiment, then if you put the date for November 22nd, the day they decapitated the president of the state that they had conquered, and you draw a line connecting them all to the center, you have the peace sign, which is the sign of the Antichrist. Hmm. And so, what we're waiting for is the completion of the circle, and, and that completion began with the lockdown of the nations on March 20, 22nd. Well, this thing's in play, and it's happening live before our eyes. 13 is the number of rebellion. I also find it amazing. I don't know if you're, or if you're old enough to remember, but when that 13-cent stamp came out to commemorate JFK yes. in the late 60s, I remember seeing that for the first time and looking at that stamp and thinking, there's something wrong with this. Hmm. I don't know what it is, but this isn't right. And, and now, you know, as I understand the reign of the Chaldeans, the 13C that's on the stamp doesn't really represent 13 cents. It represents the 13th year of the Chaldean rule, right. 13C on their calendar. Let me throw it another— They love to put this stuff in plain sight. Yeah, that's maybe a subject of a whole other show, but is that because, like an artist, they want to sign their own painting? Well, I'm sure part of it is bragging rights because these are arrogant people. But, no, it's actually part of the whole— ritual of their magic and their witchcraft in which they want to transmute power as above so below they need a transmission a transfer um ritual they need symbolism that that's why it's always in symbols and and part of it also is you know before they do a thing they need to declare it in plain view you know that that's why you know in the hollywood movies before September 11th, there were a ton of movies where, you know, 9-11 was just constantly being presented as a number sequence or a measurement or a date. And, you know, they have to show it in plain sight. I'm sure part of it is bragging rights because the public will never get it. You know, the, the, um, the fact that we're dealing with uh, essentially occult powers, you know, um, just to share a, for a moment from the article that I published on the 70-year reign of, of America Babylon, you know, I wrote, the future for the most part is unknowable, as mortal men are rarely permitted to peer through its veil. And most people would also prefer not to see into a future as terrible as ours. They would find it too troubling to their souls. Most Americans do not wish to understand how deeply the darkness has infiltrated our country and, how, and our institutions of power. They prefer to neither hear nor understand anything about the terrible catastrophe that awaits our nation. The dark forces which now control the shadow government in America are as hideous and evil as they are real. They have led us to the edge of an abyss in which our military was intentionally weakened, our nation left virtually defenseless. A window of vulnerability militarily that exists today was left open by design. These dark forces have ruled over the secret society of the world from the beginning of time. They are the unseen rulers of this ruined age. They are under the direct control of Satan, and they've dominated the government of our nation for the better part of the last hundred years through their secret societies, in which America is Mystery Babylon. And the Book of Revelation reveals the shadow government as ten kings who rule with the beast, and they will hate America Babylon 
and so they will make the country desolate, and then they will burn her with fire. And, you know, no doubt that is exactly what's beginning now. They're making us desolate. And Masonic betrayal of the common man involves archetypes of fertility and death symbolism, seemingly motivated to bring about syncretism in opposing principles in order to green Israel, rebuild the Temple of Solomon, and establish a one-world government. It is certain that onomatology, which is the study or the meaning of names, and numerology, which is the study or meaning of numbers, and uh. the very integral part of the mystery school of higher masonry, and that's one of the reasons they put these symbols into all the events. These symbols are both symbolic clues and keys, which the unseen rulers of this fallen world use to unlock the pathways to another realm to, in order to ensure the success of an endeavor. They are employed frequently by the secret societies whenever they attempt to release the power, as I mentioned in their rituals below. When you begin to understand these symbols, you will find them as fingerprints at the scene of many crimes, so they ought not be ignored. When the ancients saw a scapegoat, they could at least recognize him for what he was, a human sacrifice. But when modern man sees one, they do not, or we refuse to, recognize him for what he is. Instead, we look for a scientific explanation to explain away the obvious. America has been chosen as a scapegoat, a blood sacrifice of 300 million souls who will be slain in the next world war to usher in the rising of the new world order, and from that destiny she cannot escape. Once this truth is understood, the obvious will be perceived. The truth will never again hide in plain sight. More of my conversation with Benjamin Baruch when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Colleen Forgus is the manager of our Strange Planet Full Script Dispensary. She's a nutritional therapist, and we welcome her once again. Hey, Colleen. Hi, Richard. So many people these days, Colleen, are suffering from, well, stress and anxiety. What do we have at the Strange Planet Full Script Dispensary for anxiety control? That's exactly what it is. It's a product called Anxiety Control by a company called Metabolic Maintenance. And this is a great overall product for helping you to eliminate stressful feelings during the day. It enhances your ability to sleep soundly at night, and it just calms and relaxes the mind. Sounds like just what the doctor ordered. Colleen, thanks again. We'll talk soon. All right, Richard. Be well. To order Anxiety Control, just go to strangeplanet.ca and click on the Full Script Dispensary button and then register. Remember, all orders receive 10% off and orders of $50 or more ship for free. These products have not been evaluated by the FDA and are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure. If you have a medical concern, please consult your healthcare provider. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again. I don't know what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. 
Benjamin Baruch, the author of The Day of the Lord is at Hand, is here. Let me ask you about some other pivotal years in American history that you point out in the article. So again, 1950, we set the timer. We talked about 63. What about 1969 and Charlie Manson and the Aquarian Age and free love and all of that? How does that play into this? Well, that was the 19th year, and 19 represents the turning um, or the beginning of rebellion. Man man is represented by the number six. Nine is turning the morality of mankind upside down. And so, you know, 1969 was the 19th year. And I don't know if you saw that movie that came out last year, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was a recap of 1969. Did you see that film, Richard? No, I I, I tend to stay away from that kind of film. But so... Without... It was it was actually uh, fairly well done, but it was a a fictional version of the Charlie Manson murder in which, um, I guess it was uh, Brad Pitt who plays the key role, and he ends up discovering or running into the Manson murderers before they can get to the Tate house to kill Sharon Tate. Yes, and basically he takes them all out and uh, stops the murder, all the bad guys die, the good guys win, and Brad ends up you know, getting connected with Roman Polanski, and it saves his career, and, you know, the happy ending after all, right? <laughs> Except yes. for the movie was about 1969, and they issued it in 2019, the 69th year of the reign of the Chaldeans, in which they have completely destroyed American culture and the joke of the movie is they're making fun of the american people saying you know 69 well essentially 50 years ago you believe the good guys always win well guess what it ain't going to work out like that anymore america mm. that's how that's a fiction that isn't how it really goes down and so you know they were literally telling the american people your happy endings are over but you know most americans can't understand the deep symbolism that the deep state uses, it's really meant to communicate to a very small audience. The rest of the people see the stuff, they don't quite get it. Fascinating. 1973, we had, of course, Wade versus Roe and abortion. 73, the 23rd year of the empire. Yes, and 23 is the number of death. And the murder of children uh, became legal in America. The murder of babies, unborn babies, uh, could now be murdered legally in America. And the murder of children is is actually the worship of Molech in uh, the scriptures. And God has written in the Word of God that any nation that permits the, the worship of Molech and the murder of babies and does not intervene and stop that insanity, that God will ultimately judge that nation and go as far as that he would go to war against those people. And so... You know, we've been, we've been operating under these practices since 1973. And it's only gotten worse. Now they sell the body parts. They actually use the tissue and the organs from aborted fetuses in stem cell lines used to produce vaccines. And DNA fragments from, from dead babies are, are, you know, I don't know if it's intentional or just accidental, but they're ending up vaccine serum, and so people are having the DNA fragments of dead babies injected into them. Dear Wonderful Lord. Talk yeah. about being defiled. Do the, are the Chaldeans aware of what, what they're letting loose here? Because they're... Oh, yeah. 
but don't they, don't they realize that the, the the judgment is going to wipe them out? No, they're completely deceived. They think they're going to rule the earth, and they believe they're going to be given life extension technologies, and that they're going to actually be able to live forever. Hmm. So let's. Let's let's jump to what's happening right now and the the origin of the the coronavirus. Uh, you 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 suspect that it's been developed in the U.S. and it was stolen by communist Chinese. Is that about right? That is one of the reports I heard, um, and just recently, um, you know, I heard from a source in the U.S. military, active duty or high level officer, that our government and our military realizes that it was a bioweapon. Um, you know, it's interesting that China and Russia, however, in their national news reporting, have reported it as an American weapon that was intentionally released by the American military inside China as an act of war. So if it's a bioweapon, it's, it's, it's pretty low grade. It's not designed to, for mass casualties. It's designed to shut the economy down, right? Yes. Yeah, it's designed to be highly contagious. It only really kills people who've got existing medical conditions that, that can be complicated by you know, severe pneumonia. A very, very healthy person uh, you know, can respond and, and recover. And there are known um, treatments. I've spoken to a handful of medical professionals, medical doctors, you know, di- infectious disease doctors and doctors that are currently treating people with the coronavirus. And one of them in California sent detailed reports to CDC and, and National Health explaining how, you know, several medications have resolved it. Um, using ozone therapies um, can actually clear the pneumonia, and, and uh, the official agencies really don't want to hear anything about it. You know, they don't respond. Ultraviolet light? I think Martin Armstrong is probably um, the most brilliant economist in the world, and he recently produced a piece, a video, where he basically said, look, what they're doing is destroying the global economy to fight a virus that, yes, it's very infectious, and, and yeah, it's a lot like the flu, and, um, and some people get very sick, but we could have quarantined the at-risk groups and then put everybody else in masks, and we're all going to get exposed to it anyway. I mean, what are we going to do, stay in our houses the rest of our lives? No, you we're can't never have, coming out. You can't have herd immunity unless right? you we're have... We're just not going to yeah. produce anything in the world anymore. What did Sweden you know, know let's then? Let's talk about the disruption of the economy. What did Sweden know that the rest of us didn't know? They didn't want to destroy their economy. Right. So how does this fit into what you call the, well, the, the China strategy? How does this work? Well, China and Russia have been planning for and preparing for war with the United States for over 50 years. You know, if you go back, I mean, you know, if, if you read the literature written by the Russian defectors, you know, and I'm talking about Suvorov's book, Spetsnaz, which everybody should get, Golitsyn's New Lies for Old, Pachipa Disinformation, uh, Suvorov Spetsnaz, you know, if you read the defective literature or, you know, read um, Stanislav Lunov's uh, work, you know, and I had the opportunity to meet Lunov at a private national security briefing uh, where the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff was one of the speakers. And, and my co-author in, um, 
in my book, uh, The New Tactics of Global War, J.R. Nyquist was also a speaker, and that's how I got in the door. But we had lunch with Lunov, and he's the highest-ranking Russian intelligence officer. He was actually in charge of the GRU uh, planning team in the Kremlin, and for 30 years he was the senior officer in charge of planning World War III against the United States. You know, ultimately he decided he, you know, that he was really part of something that was incredibly evil, and and uh, so he defected and, and came to the U.S. He's in the witness protection program. They've got him uh, safely hidden now, but um, I had a chance to have lunch with him. And you know, it's interesting. Both he and and my close friend uh, Jared Aquas were invited to Langley to teach or to make a presentation to the Russian desk of all the you know. CIA guys that are supposedly, you know, smart and, and aware of uh, what's going on in Russia, since that's their job. And literally the head manager of the group, you know, after uh, the presentation by Luna Van Nyquist, basically said, you know, I'm really having a hard time understanding why, why would Russia want to attack the United States? Why do they want to attack us? Why don't they just want to have a good life and you know, go shopping and put their kids through school. And Lunev, he leans over and he says, are you a serious person? <laughs> I want to know, are you a serious person? You seem like a serious person to me. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> I worked for over 30 years in the Kremlin, responsible for managing the group that was planning World War III. I can tell you, the entire Russian military has been planning and preparing for only one thing, an eventual nuclear war against America. These are crazy persons, he said. So, you know, I mean, if you, if you really want to see how bad it is, um, you should get the book American Betrayal by Diana White, and then um, there's another book. Let me grab it right here. Uh, it's called Deception by Edward J. Epstein. If our listeners would just go read... <laughs> five or six key books, you would begin to get the picture of how bad this truly is. Because, you know, our guys have been outwitted at almost every turn. I mean, it's a tragedy. How, And, you know, part of it is because we're good people and we don't really understand the embodiment of evil. Part of it is we have an open society and, you know, we don't violate the, the rights of of most of our citizens, or at least we didn't used to. And so it was easy to penetrate our country, whereas, you know, good luck getting a double agent inside the KGB. They don't last long, and the reason they don't last long is that about a third of the CIA agents are all compromised and, and provide information to Moscow. And so, you know, whenever we'd get a good source within KGB, they'd be dead within, you know, not too many months. So did, are the Russians aware of what the deep state is up to the Chalde the Chaldeans, or are they being used? Absolutely. They're no, they're very aware of it. At that level, the Russian intelligence services are the best in the business. And, you know, in many ways, they're sort of similar. I mean, you know, they almost work together at times, but, you know, the mindset of the, of the Russian government and the Chinese government is, you know, why do we need the Americans? You know, they, they want to rule everything. They want to tell everyone what to do. Why don't we just get rid of them and then we can rule the world? Because if they are able to successfully take up the U.S., Europe will capitulate. 
and so will Asia. So, Without us in the picture, there's no way to stop the Russian military from taking Europe in a matter of a couple weeks. They you, would roll across the continent. You, you mentioned Viktor Suvorov, uh, the inside story of Russian special forces, and uh, is it? Yes. I think it's his term, the overture of war, talking about yes. the pre-war preparations. So what's happening yes. now with the pre-war preparations? How, are, how is this spilling out onto the, the main stage? Oh, we're already seeing it. I mean, the, this book uh, by Suvorov, um, Spetsnaz, is available. If you look up Viktor Suvorov, and go to the Wikipedia site, you'll scroll down, you'll see the different books that he published, and the Spetsnaz book is online. You can read the final chapter for yourself. He outlines how Russian special forces will be used in pre-war activities, and it'll basically be a campaign of sabotage. Um, in, in, we're looking at industrial accidents, you know, things that would look like uh, pipelines explode, train derailment, power plants explode, the refinery in um, Carson, California blows up. You know, I used to live in California. I drove by that refinery for like 30 years. It never blew up on me. But, you know, the train full of, of uh, Republican congressmen derails, right? Right. The pipelines explode. A whole series of accidents, what appear to be accidents, are basically designed to disrupt the economy. And, you know, the official sources realized when there was uh, sabotage involved, but most often they elect not to tell the American people. They just call it an accident. But then our security apparatus has to start worrying about protecting all of our infrastructure, and, you know, we're chasing our tail at that point. In addition, during the pre-war period, they're going to re- release a ton of compromising information, like the Russian dossier on Trump. And, you know, they have compromised a huge number of officials inside our governmental organizations and they're they're very good they honey trap these guys right they invite them to official parties at these official events and you know they the guy that they're working they take him in the back room and you know hey would you you know would you like a little of this it's actually that this pink color this is actually pure peruvian cocaine would you would you be interested in trying what pure peruvian pink is like you know if the guy's got any you know inkling he'd be like yeah sure give me a Give me a nose full of that. Or, or maybe not. Okay, fine. Yeah, we'll put that away. Hey, would you like to meet? I, I got a Victoria's Secret model that's here, and she'd love to meet you. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know what? If you, if you don't find her as desirable, we've got some younger girls. Right? Right, right. And then they get it on tape. Enter Jeffrey and Epstein. And those guys are compromised yeah. for life. Yep. Dear, and it's that's a... how they do it. And you'd be surprised how successful they are, because in our political system, it's unfortunate, but the you know good guys finish last, and you know the majority of the guys that rise to power are the most ruthless and cutthroat and right. compromised. And the ones that can be blackmailed. And you, yes, yeah. exactly. So okay, and the ones that are completely you know without any morals at all, the the completely psychotic, psychopathic criminals, half of them become president. Hmm. So, or they end up in charge of the FBI, or they end up in charge of the FDA or the CTC. I mean, you know, the Democrats, they, their whole you know, political platform is, let's give more power to the bureaucracy, because they're going to save us. And the answer is, are you guys crazy? Did you ever hear of corruption? The nature of humanity is to tend to corruption. It's like rust never... St- 
You want to <laughs> decentralize power as a way to protect us from the evil. As the power concentrates, so does the corruption. But in any event, um, yeah, we're here. We're going to see the nuclear war um, at the earliest in October of this year. Um, and at the latest, it'll be the fall of next year. It'll be preceded by um, food shortages of you know, riots in the cities, martial law, the beginning of civil war, and then an actual hot war will begin with either Iran, which, by the way, yesterday said they would shoot at our Navy ships if we so much as do anything to any of their surface crafts, or it could start with North Korea, or it could start with China um, beginning a military campaign against Taiwan, which right now we couldn't do anything to stop. Is there any safe place? battle groups are, are in Sipay. Any safe place, Benjamin? Yeah, the, the the only safe place really is in the secret hiding place of the Most High God. I mean, if people are believers, they need to pray. If people are not believers, you should buy yourself a Bible or go listen to some of my stuff on YouTube because, um, you know, these stories about Jesus, they're actually true. Now, I know a lot of scammers came in Jesus' name, and you know, they came for the money, they came for the glory, they came for the power, and they're all a bunch of liars. I get that but they were counterfeiting something that was true. And Jesus Christ is, in fact, who he said he was. And the prophecies of the Bible are astonishing. Go get a copy of my book, The Day of the Lord is at Hand. You know, it's got 300 pages. It'll blow your mind out. And I'll just give you one small little footnote, Richard. Yes. Let's take this uh, coronavirus, right? Okay, it was released in uh, November, roughly. Yes. Okay, uh, the Black Plague was uh, eradicated in Europe in... 15... 13, right? yeah, 13, yeah. Yeah, 1353. 666 years later? 666. Yeah. Huh. Oh, and, and my name, uh, Baruch, I'm a descendant of the scribe of Jeremiah. My family actually helped write the Bible, uh, which is why God tapped me on the shoulder to write a couple more books for him. And um, Jeremiah and... And Baruch, his scribe, they prophesied for 23 years. They declared the judgment that would come, and after 23 years, the judgment came almost immediately. Well, you know, I started teaching and, and warning about this in November of uh, 1996 when I was translated into the future. I've already seen these events. And I'm not talking about a vision. I was there walking around. I couldn't remember I'd been in just in my living room back in 1996. I didn't know what year I went to, but what I saw, I was hysterical. When I was taken back to my living room, I fell on my face, weeping and screaming, God, what must we do to be safe from these things? And he answered me audibly, and he, he was very calm. He said, I will protect that which is mine, and everything else will be destroyed. And So I was, you know, warning um, for 23 years, and then in November of 2019... My 23rd year anniversary, and just like in the case of Jeremiah, immediately the judgment sequence began. And we went into the 70th year of Babylon, and, you know, and there's a ton of other, I mean, there's a megaton of truth, Richard. This is actually the real deal. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to get to share this stuff on the radio, right? I mean, 
you know, uh, telling the truth in an empire of lies is kind of a dangerous occupation. You can't even say vitamin C on YouTube without being demonetized. <laughs> That's how bad it's getting. BenjaminBaruch.net. Benjamin Baruch, B-A-R-U-C-H dot net. The Day of the Lord is at hand. Also, the Search the Scriptures series, volumes 1, 2, and 3. Uh, there's more to come in the Search, Search the Scripture series. Volume 4 is uh, been released, and I'm going to try to get three more done. All right, and uh, how do we get a hold of uh, all of this uh, amazing work? The Day of the Lord is at hand, and the Search the Scriptures series. Well, you can go to my website, BenjaminBaruch.net, or you can go to Amazon and just type in my name, Benjamin Baruch, or just go on YouTube. If you don't like reading and you'd rather just listen, uh, you can download, as I mentioned, there's at least 300 audio files. I've been teaching for 23 years, and my listeners upload uh, my material all over the Internet. And so um, there's about a 1,000 hours of information, and you'll find it all up on YouTube or, or on various other sites. Uh, just lead us, leave us with one sort of positive message as we, uh, as we end this. We're not going to lose the war. We're going to win World War III. Now, we're going to lose a lot of people. But the United States will survive. We will throw the enemy out. And there will be a recovery, if you will. There'll be a renaissance of freedom. You really want to be part of the group that survives the war and is, to be, is here for the post-war era. Because America is going to go back to her roots. We're going to go back to the values and the, and the beliefs of our forefathers, and this country is going to be good again, and because it's good, it's going to become great again. And then we're going to be part of an event known as the Second Exodus, which is going to occur during the final period of human history, where the righteous are going to be regathered from all over the world into the place of safety in the wilderness of Greater Zion, while the wicked are going to be deceived by and, and will be following the beast, the Antichrist, into the abyss for eternity. And that is really a bad plan for your life. If that's the direction you're headed, you might want to seriously reconsider where you're going. You're not going to like it when you get there. Benjamin, a great pleasure speaking with you. I hope we can do it again sometime. That'd be great. Thanks, Richard. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back in a moment with a few words about an upcoming episode. Some of you men are members of the Dollar Shave Club where you get your supply of razors in the mail. I always thought that was a great idea. Well, did you know there's also a soap club? The Hero Soap Company makes an amazing product that's delivered right to your house in a resealable pouch so you can take this soap with you on the road, camping, hiking, anywhere. Hero Soap is absolutely chemical-free. It contains no dyes or fragrances. Hey, did you know many mainstream soaps contain parabens, which have been linked to breast cancer and male reproductive issues, according to the FDA. And Hero Soap is owned by veterans. And some of the proceeds from the sale of this wonderful product goes to get homeless veterans off the street. So you can feel clean and refreshed and feel good about yourself knowing you're helping veterans. 
Use the hassle-free monthly auto ship to save an additional 10% off and never run out of soap again. To order your hero soap, go to the episode notes for this podcast and click on the hero soap link. You're going to love this soap. Your showers will never be the same. Hero soap. Let freedom clean. Coming up next time on Conspiracy Unlimited, the wilderness doctor, Cass Ingram, discusses his coronavirus remedy. Look, it's a respiratory disease. You've got to have your breathing mechanism. So all of a sudden you're having a hard time breathing. So you've got to maintain that. You've got to fight that. You've got to work that. Instead, what do we do in medicine? We give them morphine. We give them diazepam. We give them drugs which suppress the breathing mechanism. So they die. On top of that, you artificially are breathing them. You've taken away their mechanism and given that through a respirator. They're already fighting, trying to survive through the lung damage. You just push them all the way to the end. Respirators are a disaster. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.